feel if like your girl, if you came home and your your woman, <laughs> yeah, 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 woman. had got some work done without speaking to you. First of all, I that's something that needs to be consulted. Why you on her body? I don't own it. <laughs> I don't own it. That boy cool was a setup, right? I don't own it, but I would like her to know, baby, you beautiful just the way you are. That's real cute. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she do. Not if she went so, to go get a BBL. So you'd be upset though. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be upset. I would really just question, like, why did you feel the need to go do that? But it wouldn't bother you. It would bother me. I would feel. It would bother you. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, why, why would it bother You're you? Strong about what that. What did she say? But it's for you. No, no. I want you for you. So mm. I, the natural state. Like real talk, I don't like I don't like all of the. So if you want a girl with some cakes, you would be with a girl with some cakes. Yeah. Mmm. I don't need you to add nothing to it. Mm. I like it the way it is. <laughs> we don't need no. We don't need no whipped cream. Yeah, just natural, natural. It don't have to be I, you, you. But are you speaking in the now? Because as we get older and bodies change, yeah. We talk about PBLs is like you no know, enhancing, but it's also sometimes reducing and shaping and all that. No, mm. I don't want it. You if want it to you, be natural. However, you age is how you age. I, I don't. I don't want you to. Enhance but you'll, you'll be good with it if she goes to the gym and changes her body. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. That's different. It's, it's the, so maybe it's because it's done in a natural way, right? Mm. Versus like you legit having surgery going to their knife. It's the mindset. What it is for me. Yeah. If yeah. you feel like you have the need, <laughs> if you feel like you have the mindset for me. If you if you feel like you have the need to go alter your body to look a particular particular type of way. It's more of like a, a turnoff. My thing is, who you, who did you do it for? If you if you didn't do it for me, Instagram, Drake. That's it. That's you did it for Drake. Are you trying to leave me? And I know you didn't do it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> who does anything for themselves? Yeah, bro. I just. I mean, it's dangerous, dog. Like it's dangerous. You risking you not coming home because because you wanted a BBL. Like I just. Stay here with and me. And where does it stop? With your flat back. What do you mean? What, what's your flat back? <laughs> Stay safe with me, baby. Start the pot. <laughs> Not the flat back. And we are back. This is the Soundboard Podcast. Thank you for tapping in with us every Wednesday. And you already know this is Coop, joined by... It's your boy, Don Tate. And... It's your boy, JJ. And we have a somewhat of a... little bit of a special guest. It's a big special guest. <laughs> This is a big KJB. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like not really, the board. Right. He's not really a guest or a producer. I heard y'all couldn't hear me last time. <laughs> yeah. I think we I think people have known you've been here for a while. We're like, putting a voice to the name. Yeah, we're putting a voice to the name. And so because Justin is such a big part of our sound, uh our sound board, and you guys are part of our sound board, because this is the space that we've created where we can come and ask questions like, Am I tripping? Uh, mm-hmm. Was I wrong? Mm-hmm. We needed to bring him on here so that we can get his opinion about the things that we're talking about this week. Yes, sir. And speaking of this week, I seen y'all out in Vegas tearing stuff up. Uh. Acting a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a little Sydney Sin Sin. Uh. You know what? We made the Sin City holy again. Mm. 
so yes, bro, we actually went to Las Vegas, and this trip was sponsored by the one, the only JJ. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, big ups, big ups. Yeah, best yeah, man, yeah. best man extraordinaire. JJ, how long had you been planning this trip to Vegas for Justin? Um, I think it's probably been, what would you say, about two months? Yeah, been about two about months. About two months in the making. Very detailed. You know, dudes don't be doing detail-oriented things. No, bro, this was a project. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Justin, Justin done tasked me with best man, said he want a weekend of thrills. I got to, you know, find a location. It's hard to corral a lot of dudes together. Yes, it is. Just trying to get feedback, trying to get everybody Just on the same page. Just a bunch of young, wild Bulls, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, you know, when you plan the trips with dudes, it always starts at the tickets. Boy, we bought them tickets at the last minute. Yeah, that's yeah. the hard because most most dudes don't really plan like that, right? So I think that probably was like that's why I say it's a project, just trying to plan to that level. Most of the time, you know, we do things whimsical, like we like, hey, right? Let's just we make a trip. We're gonna go on a trip, but to have like a a, a legit itinerary. Try to map it out. Try to do everything. It's a, it's a project, but it was a great time. All's well that ends well. I ain't gonna lie. Call this man. Yes. <laughs> Hold Judge, on. Give me another. Give it, <laughs> it was a great time though. So we went we went to Vegas uh, for Justin's bachelor party. We he wanted he wanted to do thrills. So we we out there doing ATVs in the desert. Yep. We doing zip line. We went to the gun range. Mm. Yeah yeah. We tried to do. We all nervous at the gun range. I was not nervous. I've shot guns before. I'm not nervous for myself. I just don't want to be around other people with guns. Yeah. Some people I don't trust with guns. Like. This, but this, so this gun range was a little different though. Like they, they kind of assisted you with a lot of things. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. So I've been there. to gun range before where you like you got to load your own clips. You got to do everything like yourself. Even if you don't have any any training or expertise in it, like mm. you just out there free for all. This time they kind of assisted you a lot, so like, like, hey, don't point the gun over there. Base, mm, basically, right. they just kind of helped you if you needed that help. Okay. And I definitely needed that help. Guns wasn't necessarily my forte. Oh, you never busted cap before. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted thrills. Are you not entertained? How, how did you feel? How did you feel? Were you scared? Like, were you I'm nervous? I was like nervous. I was definitely nervous. Cause so you even, know, even my first shot, um, what is it, the clip, mm -hmm. clip popped out. Oh, <laughs> see, I don't want to be that with you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I I'm so glad I missed that, that adventure. <laughs> and then they would describe itself like we had like semi-automatics and automatics. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa. So like, <laughs> you know, in the movies, yes. you're like, get the gun, pick up the gun. Yeah, and the clip, he would have <laughs> shot the gun and the clip would have. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Why did it fall out? Seems seems yeah. like it's super simple. So even when I shot it, like the kickback ultimately is what made me hit the clip. Oh, <laughs> that kickback just lost all his ammo. I don't want it to happen, bro. That's not like I want to be at the gun range by myself. Have you ever been to the gun range? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've been, but I just don't trust anybody with guns. <laughs> no, that's facts. <laughs> and, and and bro, guns are loud. It's a powerful. It's yes. a lot. It just be a lot going on. So you know, so you know what's crazy about this is what I sat on this podcast and was like, I want a gun and then <laughs> bailed 
and then bailed out. on the gun range. <laughs> yes, I bailed. What? Bro. Why'd you bail? What because, made you bail, bro? I don't know, man. Like, I, I, we we don't talk about like the heavy, heavy topics on the podcast, but yeah. like a lot has been going on yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm gonna be honest, it is kind of skewed my opinion about getting a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I found out we were going somewhere where it was like. One, when we were at the ATVs, we were by a gun range mm-hmm. and just hearing the gun yeah, yeah, yeah. was like... It's surreal. It was just surreal, bro. And yeah. for me, I couldn't separate. I did not go because I could not separate just hearing the gun and not imagining all these the things these that's mass, been happening. And, I, and you know, I thought about had. that because everything has been happening. The, the, the thing about it is we already paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's paid. It's paid. I'm going. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but That's, on top of that, man, we went to we went to Dre's. Mm-hmm. Two, oh yeah. Two chains. Oh, hold on. We saw two yeah, chains. Sex, That's my spot. Section boys. You already know we not gin pop. Uh. <laughs> Justin, did you enjoy? See, Justin, now that wasn't a part of your thrills package. It wasn't. It did was. you enjoy that? Did you? Enjoy you get some thrills there? in there too, if you want. There was, there was, some, there was <laughs> some thrills. It was some thrills. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, definitely, I definitely enjoyed it because we pulled the audible because it was between two chains and Wiz. Right. And Wiz was on Saturday, so we ended up going on Friday for for two chains. Right. Mm. And two chains can, can bring something. Let me out tell of you, yeah, catalog yeah, yeah. was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it, it, it was Vegas was a fun, interesting time <laughs> to say the least. Mm. But I was ready to come home. <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all make it back. Made it back, man. I almost didn't make it on mine. Did you? You're straight. From what I remember. <laughs> you know what? You know what happens in Vegas? We got both. Space, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Because we kill cool. Say. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I couldn't make it. I, I was supposed to have babysitting arrangements yeah. that actually flew out. <laughs> actually, was supposed to fly out. Mm. Uh, my father-in-law was been staying with us, but he actually had to fly out early. But he missed his first. His first flight got canceled on Saturday. Right. Second flight. He made there two er- two hours early because you know old people like to get to the airport super early. <laughs> right, I'm old then because I like Fe- to get to the airport. Fell asleep, Mister. S- oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> Fell asleep and they they uh, switched the gate on him. Dang. And he doesn't have like text messages, so he would have to go on his email and find. <laughs> <laughs> Struggle bus. Get the app, kid. Get the app. So, so I actually could have went to Vegas. <laughs> oh, bro, you should have pulled up. I'm disappointed. I didn't know. Every day's every yeah, day yeah, switch, yeah. Um, but I, so I had to actually sneak out on Friday to have my dad's day out. Oh, you haven't <laughs> had one of those in a while. I so, thought it was already on the. I thought it was already uh, on the planner. Like you ain't got to sneak for this. So I had to sneak because Key had to work that Friday, and then Key's dad was kind of like tired. Oh, so but uh, they ended up, he ended up ordering some food, and he was like, "Take some up to Key." I was like, "Bet." But um so I ended up going to like a cigar lounge, kicking it with some of my homeboys, and then um um one of my homeboys was talking about how he was out in Deep Ellum. And I was basically telling him like, stop going to Deep Ellum, bro. Yeah, it's it done got hood after You are gonna get Dallas, shot. Yeah, if you're <laughs> from Dallas or you or you live in Dallas, you will know that like every weekend there's now been a the shooting in Deep Ellum, and yeah. it, it didn't used to be like that. Though. It no, wasn't like that. It used at to be all. the vibe, it used to be like a hippie type type vibe, whatever, mm-hmm. and it was dope. But um, yeah, so I was like, bro, you gonna get shot? And this guy is super successful. 
high earner, mm-hmm. high value man. Oh, no. <laughs> you know we hate that term. High value man. You know we hate that term. And basically, I told him, I was like, bruh. I was like, because I've talked about this on the pod before. I was like, do you ever be out and you look around and you're like, you know what? I'm not supposed to be here. Wow. Mm. What did he say? He's like, yes. I was like, because you're in a crowd that like, you're, this is not your crowd anymore. Like, right. this is not where you're supposed to be. You've elevated out of this situation. Right. And I was like, bro, if something happens to you, then it affects generations of your family just because he's so high achieving. I was like, not only financially, but the knowledge you've accrued. Um, like your nieces, nephews, cousins, they can't come to you and get this information, right? Right. Um, but he's oh, like, because you wanted to go to deep L. Right, right. But basically, he's like, yeah, I know, but I just like to, I like to uh, keep my feel for the streets of like what's going on outside, basically. And I was like, bro, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that mentality. But um, so I basically brought the question: um, what is it? What is it that makes us try to hold on? To things or the places that no longer serve us, mm. or or do y'all y'all might be good y'all y'all don't do that right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but you know Dante does. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow! You didn't see the bus? <laughs> <laughs> it ran me right over. Um, bro, I think that's a great question, and that's one that you know I thought about this week, like mm. this weekend when we were in when we were at in, in at Dre's at the club. And I was just like, dang, bro. I mean, I'm having, like, it's cool, but, like, I think I'm over this. The scene. This scene. I'm yeah. over the scene. Like, yeah. like and it's crazy because you get so hyped up right before you go out. Mm-hmm. Like, you listening to music. You're like, oh, tonight about to be a movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, yeah, bro, this ain't it. Don't get me wrong. I had a great time. Mm. I was there for Justin. So I was right. like, I was like, we're gonna make sure that Justin has a good time. But I said on several occasions verbally, I wish was I was at home with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I, I did hear him say that. I like that. That's my type of energy, bro. Yeah, bro. So I think I think for me personally, I think I have just outgrown, just outgrown that, which is crazy because at one time, that's what we lived for. Yeah. Right. That's what we lived for. We is loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Not Justin. <laughs> that's what I lived for. Right. Um, and so now I just I don't know, but I think that's a great question. Like, why do we why do we hold on hold on to it? I think part of it is because it's familiar to us. Mm. Like when we think about what do we do for quote unquote fun, mm. that has been a part of our lives probably since we was like 17, 18, like right. going out was the thing. It's it's what you know. So when you have somebody come visit from out of town or somebody said, or we're celebrating a bachelor party or celebrating anything, it's like we're going to go out because that's the norm. And I feel like, so for me, I feel like I've outgrown it for the most part, but there's times where I go out where I feel like I relapse. Mm-hmm. And I'm back into like the old, quote unquote, old JJ, the, 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 that part of me that I'm essentially trying to let go but i haven't let go right right right. but i feel like there's an allure there like there's an allure to like the going out and nostalgia type thing it's probably nostalgia it's the environment like it's Mm, right i associate that that at one point in time was fun Mm. it was very fun for me like that's what i did on a regular basis so Mm. that was fun there's probably an element in that that is difficult to let go of because associating that with fun and associating that with who you were partially kind of are mm. there's like i think there's like elements of who you are that 
is allowed to like kind of flourish in that right, environment, right. if that makes sense. So like if it's going out, it's the entertainment aspect of like, yo, I'm with my people. We out on the town. Right. Like we having a good time. Like I'm, I'm social. I'm extroverted. Like I'm out. I'm out having a good time with good people. So right. it kind of brings up that. It fuels that like that that uh, appeal. So it's like a dopamine hit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like all right, cool. Well now I got this little rush again of going out and I'm in the environment with music and my boys and we just kicking it. Right, right. So right, I right. think there's a, there's still a level of like appeal there at times. Yeah. When does it become too much though? Because I mean, for me, I speak for myself as far as like, I am very much like 10 toes down. Like even with this weekend, like knowing it was, it was supposed to be thrills. Like they know I wasn't necessarily talking about going to the club type of thing. Like right. I wanted to you know ride rides. I want to do like things that get my adrenaline rushing. Yeah. Because that's been who I am for like the last 10 years. We've known each other. And the club was never my forte type thing. This is true. And it's like, all right, I'm not, I'm not compromising on this. Mm. Well, Justin, why, why didn't you tell us you didn't want to go? <laughs> I, I think it, I think that's different because that was never really your your lane. Mm. So for me, like that was my lane. So it's not like I feel like I'm compromising on going out. It's something I'm interested in. Right. When does it become enough? When it I think, or when it becomes too much is like, I, I think there's levels to it. If it's over the top, like if I'm in an environment um, where I don't feel like. These are, um, this is not a, an environment where people I would hang out with mm. or the music or whatever it is, then I'm out. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's not what I'm looking for. You'll dip. But yeah, you're I'll dip. Vegas, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's the occasion, too. So mm. I think sometimes the occasion and situations put you in that environment naturally. Yeah. I think my thing is, um, so my thing, which is, might be weird, but <laughs> I think it's sneakers, bro. Cause like I've grown, I'm at an age where I really shouldn't, in my view, my view, I shouldn't just be wearing sneakers. Like I have nowhere to wear sneakers to, but I still buy them. I buy myself, but I buy and keep a lot of them. But it's just like, I think it's just the connection to my youth type thing. So it's like something that's very hard for me to let go or to stop getting, even though I do nothing with, it. there's no reason for me to buy these shoes. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, but it does bring you a certain level of happiness. For a minute, I, but it just it's it almost brings me more stress than happiness because I have nowhere to, <laughs> I have nowhere to I have nothing to do with these shoes, like I shouldn't have them. You know what I mean? Or like I shouldn't be holding on to them. So it's really like a reality check. Ultimately, we got to check ourselves and figure out like what's really working for us now. Mm -hmm. As we're all transitioning to different phases in our mm -hmm. lives, Coop as a father, you know, right. Casey Space or your sneakers, like, right? What is, what's, what's the right <laughs> and she did take the space for <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's a reality check, but mm -hmm. that's probably across the board, though. Like, I think sometimes as people, it's hard to just cut things out of our lives. So mm -hmm. right now, we're talking from an element of like going out, or you're talking about sneakers, but mm -hmm. there's other elements uh, across the board that we don't just cut off. Mm -hmm. We allow to just continue to like um, linger, for lack of better words. Like we don't. We don't make a hard line in the sand and say, hey, we're not doing this anymore. Right, right. We'll still kind of dabble. Well, right. then that creates a space that you can always dabble, and it's hard to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you always have that door open, if you never close a door that should be closed, then the door is just going to be open. So whenever you put in an environment, you're going to walk right back through the door. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree with that. I think one of the biggest things is 
it I think that it's also dictated around the people that you hang around with. Mm. And so if you hang around sneakerheads right. and like that's you you guys' bond, that's right. where the bond is formed, mm. you're going to still want to do that because it's may not even necessarily be about the sneakers, but about the community or the relationship you have with those people. Mm-hmm. So like even for this weekend, although I'm like, mm, I don't necessarily like the club thing anymore, I was it was more about the people who I was with right. and why I was willing to do it. Um, not necessarily because I wanted to do it, but because I'm with the homies. Right, right, right. And this is what the homies said that that's we your were, connection to that them. we were that yeah. we were doing. Now at the same time, I think you can still experience a tension <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> while right. doing it right. where you know like, okay, I'm not I'm not on this anymore. Like mm. it's almost like an epiphany where it's just like I'm not I'm really trying to transition into something different and I think another struggle is that that um, as men what do we do if we're not doing that to hang out with each other <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people it's like a default it's, it's a default like to. okay we're gonna go to the club like even though none of us want to go to the club so let me offer a couple of alternatives <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. we don't just come with problems we yes. come with solutions <laughs> cigar lounge good yeah we're grown. We can all hang out at Cigar Lounge. We still catch a vibe. Yeah. But, you know, some mature vibes. Another place that I was saying I need to go more, Comedy Club. Yes, I think that's a good one. Like, you can hang out with a bunch of guys that's at true. a comedy club. And that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so hard. You can't even come up with things to do. No, but I think I think those are I think those are, are, are good. And, and I do think a lot of people hang on to old habits because mm. like you said mm. they just can't think of nothing else to do yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if this is all i know yeah. this is where i'm gonna go yeah and i i do think that 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 is the case and in my case with the shoes i think it's the thing that i like to collect things but i have no more use to collect shoes so i'm gonna level up to something else so whether it be like watches probably be watches right because i can actually use those right yeah. so i think um <laughs> i think we could sit and say say all of this, but like, what is what is a something that where you can realize like mm, I'm not on this like I used to be on this. Like, what are some things that generally happen when you want to transition into something new? Like for me, I think one of the things is you just find less enjoyment in it. Yes. Like you find less enjoyment with buying shoes. Mm. You find less enjoyment being out out in the club. Like, bro. I, during the pandemic, I saw some of y'all out here risking y'all lives in the club. To shake some ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, <laughs> I realized, like, dang, you have a deep level of love <laughs> that I don't have. <laughs> Where if we in a pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. you willing to go, still go out. Because, you know, Dallas was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dallas, Atlanta, and Florida never shut down. Right, right, yeah. If you're willing to do that, then then you must have a deep love. So, for me, I just realize anytime I'm in the experience, I'm like, yo, I just find less enjoyment in this, which it, you, I used to find enjoyment in mm-hmm, it. Y'all know, mm-hmm. oh, me, I used to find so much enjoyment going out. Mm-hmm. I used to feed off of it. Right. Now, I'm just, I find less enjoyment. I think that's it. I think it's just less enjoyment. Like, it's discontent or, or being um, disinterested, really. Right. So, I mean, so even we talked about we went to Dre's. Dre's was fun. It was the occasion, right? Mm. It's, a, it's a bachelor party. It's also a concert. It's not your Dre's average. Dre's is different. It's not your average level club. Yeah. But going to, to the club, I don't know really when the last time I just went to the club was like right. that. But it's not, it's not fun mm. anymore because 
the motivation is different. What you mean by that? Motivation is different, bro. Like I'm not, I'm not on a mission. Like when I was younger, I was on a mission. What type, what type of mission were you? On? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Chasing tail. <laughs> Basically, I mean, yeah. why, that's why you, that's one of the reasons why you're going out. Yeah. So if that's not the case anymore, the being in this environment is mm. not conducive for like the lifestyle that I'm really trying to live. That's it. So it's not, it's like, what's the purpose? So right. I'm kind of like in this space with, with the time that I have right now, what else could I be doing? Right. I could be doing something that's more, more enjoyable. It's more conducive for me to be at a, at a cigar lounge. Right. I can be at a cigar lounge with my boys. Now we chopping it up. We talking about different things. Mm. We moving a little differently. Right. We can actually hear each other. Right. Hear exactly. Other. Exactly. Because it's all about conversation. And the only, reason, only reason I'll go to like a club or something like that now is with my wife because that's why I'm, I'm going to have more fun with her there than I would with a bunch of wieners. <laughs> 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 but also, um, a couple weeks ago, um, Kendrick's album dropped. Yes, sir. You're, you're, a, little bit, you're a little bit too excited the about long awaited <laughs> return of the king. Did you enjoy the album, Dante? I did. Did you not? What's your favorite song? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would that. No, the song, the song with uh, I can't think of the name I right now. I want the name of the but song. The song. Come on, bro. With Kodak the Black. song. I actually like the one with Kodak Black, but I, I like the song with Summer Walker. Whatever that is. But <laughs> Come on, bro. The album was trash. No, I'm not going to say trash. Whoa. It was sub, subpar. I'm not going to say trash. Okay, It I'm didn't meet the expectation. What was the expectation? Good for music. For, from y'all to be since y'all, since like y'all music the, artists. The GOAT? Like, really? Like, it, ultimately, it should be unanimous. All the other albums are unanimous. Yeah. It's like, there's no, no question that this was a classic album. This one is... Fairly questionable. Like I said, you don't know your favorite song. Let me say this. (laughs) I'll just say, I thought it was a good album because for me, it showed Kendrick's growth as a person. So I enjoyed the album. I ain't gonna lie. Musically, this is definitely not my favorite album. What do you judge music on? I'm saying from like... (laughs) I'm saying the okay, musically so, it's not good. <laughs> no, I'm saying like like musically he had like a whole bunch of like transitions in the albums. Like songs would have like transition what, in the middle of a song. What is musically? Mean? I wasn't like a fan of that. <laughs> like what is, what is musically? Sonically, mean? like so, like like sound wise, like like sound wise. Like can you bump okay. this in the car yeah. or something like that? I guess like you. it was kind of all over the place to me. I'm not gonna lie. He would be it would be a song. He would switch the beat. It did. It would just be like a. It felt like a whole new song. Well, he's done that before. He has, but I feel like this whole album was that. It's, it sounded like but, a bunch of diary entries. <laughs> which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. That's neither here nor there. Because <laughs> the album was mid. But <laughs> um, what was really good was the, um, was it called? The Heart Part the heart, 5? Yeah. Yeah. Heart Part 5. Heart Part 5, right? And it was a really, really good uh, video. I think everybody should go watch it. Uh, but what he was basically talking about was um, how, you know, us as black Americans, our main connection is um, trauma because our, 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 what's, what, what would the word be? Our, not society. Culture? Our, culture, our culture is young, basically, because mm-hmm. America's young. Like, mm-hmm. it's the youngest culture mm-hmm. in the world, basically. Um, and basically, he was uh, talking about how um, a lot of times, every, all of our, um, black culture is rooted in black trauma. Mm. 
And that was basically the question that he brought up. Do y'all do y'all agree with that or do y'all disagree with that? Uh, I try to stay away from words like all. Do you believe a lot of it is? <laughs> yeah, I try to stay away from absolutes. I don't believe that all of it is rooted in trauma, but I do agree to that to a certain extent that some of it is rooted in trauma. Now, can you give us an example? Because I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. Hold on. Do you agree with do you, most? Or I, yeah, I, I would say, so it's interesting because I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about this from this perspective before, mm-hmm. but thinking about it um, off the cuff, I would say, yeah, ma- ma- most or majority of culture is rooted in trauma. Yeah, because if it's not trauma, then what is it? What a, we can't uh, really put a name to it. Right, because our culture is it birth, was birthed, birthed out, of, out trauma. of trauma. So most of our things come from trauma. Uh, yeah, I believe that too. But you want an example? Yes. Soul food. The no. movie, <laughs> the movie too, the movie too. <laughs> Soul food. Somebody said, "Remember the Bulldogs when they was like, she died from eating the food, and then they met up and ate the food." <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> so yeah, soul food. I mean, I'll, it's delicious, and I love it. And it, it'll be hard for me to turn my back on soul food. I never will. But <laughs> we have to limit our intake. But it's birthed from being slaves, taking what we got, and making food. You want another example? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think so. The example that comes to mind for me would be um, discipline. Whoop somebody? Yeah, I mean, like, so, I, and I actually had a really good conversation with, um, <laughs> with my sister not too long ago, right? Oh, really? We're having a conversation because she was asking me would I whoop my child? Like, would I discipline my child? What'd you say? I said yes. Okay. And she um, challenged me on that. And we had, we kind of went back and forth about it because um, she was like, why do you really feel like you have to get, you need to, to, hit. to hit your um, child? Your child? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, and then we kind of got into the nuance of like a difference between punishment and discipline mm-hmm. and like, the, the, the negative connotation with hitting, but that roots from trauma, it roots from slavery. Like, you feel like you need to hit somebody to do something. And that To hit, whip their ass. Right, right, which is what was done to us. And exactly. so that's what we emulate to other people. <laughs> but um, does that truly serve its purpose, and is there another way to do it that's more beneficial? The, right, right. Because right. even when you, when you put hands on somebody, that especially a kid, mm-hmm. that's tra- traumatic. That's traumatic. And how you process that as a kid... And how you grow up, and what is that? Where does that leave you? And how do you um, how do you navigate through society? How does that affect you in relationships? All these different things. And that's so embedded in our culture because if you don't get what if you're in a black room and you say, "Oh no, my parents didn't whoop you," what they gonna say? <laughs> you ain't black. Exactly. Real quick. And, and even when JJ was talking, I'm thinking to myself, I was whooped and I turned out fine. But that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a traumatic response. Yeah. How is that traumatic? Where you turn where you where you turned out fine? I what did. did what did you learn from the whoopings? You don't not think that do made do that? Do you think that made you more aggressive? Do you think no? That, this is not a therapy session. <laughs> I don't think it did. I think it taught me not to do. I didn't get whooped for like, like for for bad things. I mean, I didn't get whooped for just no reason. <laughs> there was a purpose behind the whooping. But so like I feel like there. So I've heard from people who from people who have been beaten all the time as they were kids, like they were whooped and there wasn't an explanation beaten. behind it. Right, so like <laughs> that, that's terms. that's traumatic. Yeah. No, ain't nobody saying let me. Oh, they do say that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah bro. 
And but 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 you say you were turned out fine because that's what everybody says. Everybody says you turned out fine. But also, do you think there's if you didn't get the whoopings? Do you think that if your mother or whoever <laughs> beat you out of the whoever was there was there a what if they had talked you through it? Do you think it could have came out with the same? Effect, or do you think you needed to get your ass whooped? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I I don't know. I don't know if if I if you would have. I think talking a kid through something that's something that you have to lay the foundation for when they're younger. Mm. But I think if you don't lay that foundation when they're younger, if you're trying to talk to me and tell me not to do something just because, I'm not gonna necessarily. I might not have necessarily listened to. It, but I think I also was a hard headed kid, so. I, I think, may be something else. Bro, I think kids kids pick up things really, really quickly. So mm-hmm. if you whoop a if you whoop a kid for for doing something they're not supposed to do, they're only learning that this this behavior I oh, shouldn't do. Reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. So like in their head, they're moving a particular way now. So you're essentially kind of stifling their creativity or who they are. Mm-hmm. They're only operating like this because they know if I do this, mom or dad's gonna whoop me. And it's this, not gonna it's not it's it's creating some type of like you're operating out of fear. And you're in, in a lot of times you're doing things so this doesn't happen, like as far as like pain. But speaking of fear, I got whoop, I got whooped too. Kendrick, Kendrick had a great song on fear. Wasn't on this album though. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But you're doing stuff to to avoid pain. Is that a good reason to not do something? My mama just one time. <laughs> This one time, my mama had sent me to the candy lady to get her a snicker. Mm-hmm. I bought the snicker. Mm-hmm. But on the way back to the crib, I thought to myself, I could take a bite. I could eat a bite of the <laughs> snicker and it won't be a problem. I ate some of the snicker. Oh. I present my mother with the, uh, I just say one third <laughs> of the snicker eating. And she proceeded to whoop my butt. It taught me. One, don't bite nobody's snicker. And two, don't just take something that's not yours, which is why I didn't turn into a thief. Whoopings work. <laughs> so you think all the thieves think you're whoopings. <laughs> but, 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 but I understand. I got, whoop, understand, I got whoopings too. All jokes aside, I understand what you guys are saying about, mm. about trauma mm. being rooted and and, and kind of uh, we all kind of laugh at it like it, mm. it really has its own thing black twitter right and you will hear people say all the time like dang y'all did we have the same did we have the same parents right or like dang y'all right. did we all grow up together right. Right. did we all grow up in the same home mm-hmm. and honestly uh, for the most part a lot of us a lot of us do so dang i guess y'all right let me call my mom <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I think that's the point of ultimately changing our black culture because it's so rooted in trauma, it creates limitations. Yes. You can only go so far if yes. we're always going to bring it back to trauma. Yes. So that's why mental health is really big in our community now. Mm-hmm. And we're addressing it because if you can't move past it, you can't break generational curses, mm-hmm. we're going to be stuck. And that's yeah. why, you know, we've all, we can kind of say we've kind of stifled in the civil rights movement because we don't have any leaders that are breaking past this trauma. Mm-hmm. Everybody's coming back to the same root. Like yeah. that we can't get past the ceiling and just have to ultimately take the positive from these tra- traumatic experiences. Yes, you learn not to be a thief, <laughs> but it's not rooted in, in Snickers or the candy lady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my, my question is, we, I think we all 
can agree that we recognize that there is some trauma there. Mm-hmm. We all can agree about that. Mm-hmm. How do you move past that? What are we going to do differently when we have kids um, to move to move past that? Justin, you have a daughter. What have you done differently um, raising Lexi that that you feel is stopping a generational a generational curse that would have continued had you not done something differently? Definitely is communication. Yes. Like, that's one of the things we can we can parallel with the other communities of like, hey, having open conversation, open dialogues. A lot of us have that trauma that like, hey, you couldn't speak on certain things. Mm. Right. And like to JJ's point, like a lot of children have a lot of cognitive growth in their in these periods. So when you stifle them at five years old, then they grow up to be twenty five and to be thirty five not knowing how to speak on things. Yes. So having that level of open communication. So even when it comes down to like communication and also discipline, mm-hmm. like discipline can be done through a level of like disappointment. I don't necessarily have to put my hands on Alexia. There's right. a level of disappointment that me as your father, I place this expectation that I communicated to you and you did not meet that expectation. The violence or the the physicality of it doesn't change that. Yep. So just removing that and like ultimately working with your child. Also, when you've removed trauma, it allows you to see things a lot clearer. So I can understand where Alexia for what, how she thought about something because she was able to articulate and how I can articulate, hey, this is how I grew up, but I don't want you to have the same thing. And we can meet in the middle for that. But trauma takes away all of that. It's, hey, I got beat, you getting beat, the next generation getting beat. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a cop out. So I think, education is big right if you can enlighten somebody i think when you refer and you default to like let me beat somebody or let me whoop this person for this behavior is maybe because the person on the other side of it is not able to effectively communicate or articulate why this is wrong or how can i go about this situation it takes a level of maturity it takes a level of patience it takes a level of grace all of these things go into being able to I would say properly discipline or, mm-hmm. or to discipline in a beneficial way right. without physical, right? To be able to do that to, to a child or whoever it may be, um, it requires a level of education, like educating them on the situation. Like even the example that you gave as far as like um, you learn not to steal a candy bar, right? It, it, there's probably a different way that you can go about that, educating you on this, maybe talking through the severity of what does that look like if you go to jail, um, there's other scenarios or situations that can happen that you can kind of talk your way through it. Also, if you are hitting somebody, what is that telling that person that is it's making them okay to, to, to discipline this properly? <clears throat> That's how I feel like certain people grow up to be abusive. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not just to the kids, it could be to like a, a significant other, whoever it may be. So I think one of those, one of those is education. Yeah, I agree. So I think this is where I struggle with this because... I guess I just look at like some of my little cousins and I'm just like, I don't know what we could have done to get you off this route. And I don't know if it's what we can do now to try to help you. You know what I'm saying? So that's always tough, man. Like they're grown now. They're grown now. And so now they're making decisions themselves and and I'm that cousin. I'm the big cousin that's like when you around, yeah. I'm going to try to talk you through yeah. like things. Like, hey, bro, if you keep moving this way, this is going to be the result of you moving this way. If you keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. But it's almost as if it's not received well, if that makes sense. It's, it's not just communicating, though. It's consequences. There has to be consequences. Consequences doesn't necessarily mean physical. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you can technology is huge. You can take away phone. You can take away privileges. You you if you behave this way, then there's going to be a consequence. There just you just have to be follow through with the consequence. Maybe the consequence is not you get a whooping, but maybe the consequence is you no longer have a phone. Right. You no longer have access to TV. You no longer can do whatever it is. Mm. And I know in the black community community, there's a stigma around um, grounding a child. Like mm. we don't ground kids. We we right. we whoop kids. Right. But like. There's effectiveness in that as well. Right, right, right. I, th- I think in your specific situation, there's not much you can do besides give advice when asked. I think when people come grown, they really, it's up to them to make the decision to change. It's not really on you. I know that probably weighs heavy on you because you know what's, what they're capable of, what's out there. Maybe their, their scope is limited. You know there's so much more they could be doing. But I think it's really something that you have to worry about your branch you know what i mean like make sure you raise your children the way you want that you see the world and how it can be i think there's still always power to speak into truth like mm-hmm. life is going to humble them in in any situation mm-hmm. you know right is right wrong is wrong type thing right but it's always i mean you feel like everybody's had those moments where like when you ultimately get caught up in something it's like mm-hmm. oh somebody did tell me this yeah so yeah it's one like education like it's us educating our community saying hey this is what you should do. I'm standing to you as another black man to another black man, giving you advice. Whether you choose to receive it or not, you're going to have to deal with those life consequences. Mm-hmm. But you can't say no one ever told you. And yeah. you continue to spread that word across the rest of the community. No, you know what? I, now that I'm thinking about it, bro, I think we don't put a word with it, but I think our generation is huge mm-hmm. on like dismantling trauma yeah, in our yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking about just the scenario, the process that I went through. Like growing up, growing up, we didn't really, in my house, we didn't really talk about feelings. Like it wasn't really a, mm-hmm. it wasn't something that we discussed. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I had an issue with stating my emotions. Like mm-hmm. un- unless it was mad or sad, so you want to fight? I had a problem. <laughs> I was just gonna cuss you out or put my hands on yeah. you. So that's ongoing. Yeah. So that, <laughs> don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I have changed. God has done a work on me. <laughs> um, but I realized that, um, and, and part of me realizing it was other people bringing it up to me. When Olivia and I dated the first time, early 20s, Olivia brought up to me the fact that, like, bro, you don't ever tell me how you feel. Right. Like, it Man. was a struggle for me to communicate, mm. like, my emotions. Like, unless it was sad, I'm, unless it was pissed off or pissed off, mm. I could not... I cannot vocalize that. I got one emotion. I had one emotion. Angry. But like it was tough for me to to say like, oh, I'm sad today, or like I'm struggling with this. No, and that's so true. what it that became an issue. So I rec- Olivia brought that to my attention. So it became something that I recognized. Mm. Then I didn't really do anything about it. But this year or this uh, year. last year, mm-hmm. Olivia actually told me, she was like, Hey bro, this is still a problem for you mm. like you need to go talk to somebody mm. and low-key she really was like if you don't agree to go talk to somebody i'm finna head out mm. you know luckily she did we married now yeah, lucky yeah, for yeah. her please <laughs> don't go um, but she told me to go talk to somebody yeah. so she brought it to my attention i re- i started to recognize it and then i did something actively to to address it which was talking to somebody and i think this is big because I think whatever it is, if you're struggling with how how to even figure out if it's trauma or not, mm-hmm. get in the room with your siblings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if hey, ask one simple question. 
if we could be raised again, what what could have been done differently? Or what did we not like about being raised, you know, with our mom or our dad or however? And then figuring out what that is, seeing how that talking about how that has impacted you and then having a strategy mm. to get past it so that you don't continue the trauma yeah. for generations. I agree. That's good, bro. I feel like speaking on it, sharing is, is huge because that's the only way to really like dismantle things. I was even to that point, because that's kind of how I feel too about like expressing emotions and stuff. Um, but even we're in, in, in Vegas, I was talking to one of the homeboys and he was talking about, um, asked me if I ever been to a chiropractor and I was like, yeah, but me thinking maybe cause I'm in the health field, like that's normal, but he kind of, we kind of spoke to it and it led to another conversation about just like health, health, certain health things in general mm-hmm. is like, there's still a huge stigma around all of these things. Definitely. And I feel like that kind of correlates to like what we're talking about as far as like, you know, when we were brought up, it's like, if you start crying, like, which don't cry, unless I give you something to cry about, like, don't speak on certain things. Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Good boy. Flashback. <laughs> but I mean, like, so it, it kind of silences your voice in a sense. And then you have to, you kind of, that, that can be traumatic in a, in a way. And so that affects you in, in all other different type of capacities. Yeah. And I think it, it bridges back even to like the, the Kendrick Lamar song, like ultimately how we're bridged through trauma is like, because our culture has been built upon succeeding through trauma. Mm-hmm. So understanding like, hey, we didn't, none of us really had a great you know, connection to our emotions, but we still became successful mm-hmm. in our own careers. We still found women yeah. to, and to ultimately be our significant others and our wives, mm-hmm. I think. So like that's become our culture, like how we always find a way out of no way. Definitely. Yeah, come on, Justin. Cause with what the, I'm with saying. The, with, the, with, the, with the positivity. Because yeah. <laughs> one thing about us. <laughs> We gonna find a way. We gonna find a way. Oh yeah, big facts. That's good. That's good. So I think uh, JJ had a "Am I tripping?" For us. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an "Am I tripping?" So you know, a couple of weeks ago, we went to uh, celebrate uh, Key. Oh Coop's, yeah, my Coop's baby, wife. my baby. <laughs> for birthday, right? And so it, it created an interesting environment because. Um, what you mean by that? I'm, I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to explain. It created an interesting environment because. Um, so me and Gigi have been dating and been talking throughout the entire pandemic. Mm. So it's been very much isolated. Right. Right. So when we get to the, um, the, the pool party that we have, it's a, um, it's a, it's another social environment. We haven't been out really like together on like a social scene outside of the pandemic. Like we will go out to, to dates and things like that, but like Mm. around it, just a, a, a group of people, um, like celebrating and partying, it just yeah. it created just a different environment, right? right? So it created an interesting, I say it's interesting because we are two different people, so we operate very differently. Mm. I tend to be more social, mm. more extroverted. She tends to be more introverted, right? right. Uh, especially around new people. Right. So when we get into an environment where there's a lot of unknown people there, I'm the one that's like a social butterfly. I like to like go around, talk to people, work the room, work right. the room network. Hey, you know, so-and-so, get to know people. Like right. a clown. <laughs> like a what? <laughs> like a clown at the center. <laughs> and not necessarily not necessarily her, right? She's more to herself. Right. Um, unless she knows people, right? Well, throughout the night, I'm talking to everybody. Right. But but you don't make friends everywhere. I don't make friends everywhere, right? Or associates, whatever y'all. <laughs> <laughs> associates, friends, however you want to claim it. But the am I tripping part comes because I spent a lot of time 
working the room or talking to a lot of people right. while she was more so off to, um, to her, not necessarily to herself, but we weren't together all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, am I tripping? Like, how do you, how do you really navigate spaces where your significant other is very different than you when it comes to like extroverted, introverted, are you doing too much by being social? Are you not doing too much? Do you have to turn a certain element of you down? Mm. Should they turn a certain level up? Where is there a compromise? Like, mm. like how does, how does that work? I think it definitely has to be a compromise. Cause I know for me, I'm an introvert, regardless of what y'all think. <laughs> I ain't never see. Shut up. That's what I'll be thinking. Please shut up. While I'm in my space, I'm good. But outside my space, I don't want to talk to nobody. But um, I think it just has to be a balance. So like with Key is very much extroverted. So she goes out, she wants to talk to everybody. And sometimes I'm like that, but a lot of times I'm not. So the key for our relationship is if we go somewhere where key is going to be social is that I, she invites one of my friends or like, or invites mm-hmm. a couple of my friends so I can be extroverted within my introverted circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's how we go about that. No, that's good. So I would say we, uh, Olivia and I are very similar to Key and Coop. Mm-hmm. Olivia is extroverted, meaning mm-hmm. Olivia gets energy from being around people mm-hmm. i am y'all may not believe this either <laughs> introverted <laughs> meaning i get like drained from being around people yeah you now, need a recharge i after, need a recharge yeah. after like if i'm out and about i'm gonna need like 24 hours after that don't nobody talk to me yeah um but a lot of people would not know that because in social settings i generally will rise to the occasion mm-hmm. as justin would say oh, wait, every time justin would say what would you say justin dance monkey it's so disrespectful <laughs> it, it's not a Do you dance. know that word monkey is rooted in trump <laughs> thank you it's not a dance monkey it's me saving y'all's parties most mm. of the time um but but uh, put the cape on. But <laughs> Captain Save Apart. <laughs> but how we do it is for us, and this is a different kind of situation, we have to have a balance. Yo, baby, if one weekend we go do something, we run around, we talking to folk, mm. we doing all that, the next weekend don't ask me to go nowhere. Right, right, like, right. Like, right. we need to chill. Mm, right. I need a balance. And so for us, that's that. Now, in social situations, that's not really an issue for us because – Olivia ain't never met a stranger. So right. she gonna go and talk. Right. Like she's gonna talk to whoever mm-hmm. because she's just like that. Um, but I also had to be very cognizant in social settings of being that person. And so I oftentimes will if Olivia and I are in a social setting together, I would just go do check-ins. I go talk to other people, come back, yeah, baby, yeah. you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sit, sit over there, talk to her for a little bit, or try to invite her into conversations. Right. Like, hey, have you met have you met my wife? This is Olivia. Like mm. trying to get her adapted to that. So I'm gonna be honest. To answer your question, I kind of turned it down. You turned for yourself me, down. I turned myself down in social mm. settings to accommodate. You know, in social settings where Olivia doesn't know as many people as me, right. yeah. I, I've turned myself down. I think it's a weird aspect of like level setting, especially when you have a mix of like introvert and extrovert. Level setting. This was corporate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's a good answer. You, I mean, you have to ultimately set expectations of this. Like, ultimately, this, I think, is you're not tripping. I think this is a great experience that you can be able to go through now we can next pool party it's like mm. all right we know what we're doing mm. the pandemic didn't really serve as well to like really have experiences right so right. this coming out of this like okay how did you really feel about this type of thing like 
even as my relationship, like we're two introverts, mm-hmm. but we will go to extroverted events. Right. But also, there's no level of expectation that we have to be extroverted. Right. We can be chill in the corner the be whole good. time. And even yeah. hanging with y'all when y'all switch over to extroverts. <laughs> switch over. I don't have to move. I'm chilling. I don't. I don't need to. I don't do need to, all that to do any of that. Yeah. But I mean, and we all know that's not an issue for me. I feel no type of ways. Right. And the same thing with my relationship. Like if we, if both of us are chilling, and ultimately if we're in a situation, if we're having a good time, mm. anybody else can be doing whatever they want. All the extroverted extraness. Right. 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 <laughs> and I'm just gonna be chilling. We're good. <laughs> I think I enjoy. So first of all, I think I have a little bit of extrovert. <laughs> he can't try to downplay based, it. Based on that pool party, you and Key the same. Because <laughs> she was twerking that, and you was DJing. That was my. That was my people though. That was nobody. Okay. You know, being extroverted that, and introverted. In Let my, me tell you something. When, Coop, when Coop is around his tribe, ain't no ain't <laughs> a introvert bone in his body. That man. <laughs> That was my people, but that's my scene, bro. That's I don't need to go. I to guess a club. I've never seen you in a. I've I've never seen you. My birthday. I've never seen you in a scene where you're not comfortable. Oh my God, Keith's been inviting me to places so he could be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say I've never walked in a room and seen I don't even Coop. like you, bro. Be that for me. You're my crutch. <laughs> I've never walked in a room and seen Coop like quiet. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. I just don't want to talk. Like sometimes it's not. I think that's the thing. So it's like I have the ability. So like if she's out somewhere, if she goes somewhere with her friends, it's like a party. I don't know anybody. I can talk to anybody. I just don't want to sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, she doesn't have to do it, but she knows I'm not going to really want to be there. So I invite some. She invites people that she knows that I enjoy talking to. So, JJ, I'm sorry. As the as the man in the relationship, you gonna have to turn it down. But yeah, you, you do have to turn down sometimes. <laughs> If you want to have a happy uh, life. Or you can talk to everybody and disrupt your house. Mm. No, no, no. We got an option. That's an option. Who am I to tell you what to do? (laughs) (laughs) Don't want that. Who am I to tell you what to do, King? You do whatever makes you comfortable. Right. So with that being said, I think we're time it's time for the soundbite of the week. Yep, and this week we're gonna actually um let our producer Justin take it because he was on the show. Justin hit us with the sound bite of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for this week it's you have to be able to work without looking at the clock if you wanna be able to buy things without looking at the price. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Say that again. I'll run, run it back, I'll run it back. Ooh. You have to be able to work without looking at the clock if you want to be able to buy things without looking at the price. Mm. Does that hit y'all? Guacamole? Put it, why are you telling me how much guacamole <laughs> cost at Chipotle? Hey. I can afford the guac. Hey, bro, you know what's so crazy about that? I'll be looking at clocks. Clocks on the computer, clocks on the, <laughs> <laughs> clocks on the wall. But, but I do think that there's something to that. Real quick, he said you have to work without looking at the clock. Bro, I promise you, the only time you are working when you're that working and not looking at the clock is when you're doing something that you're passionate about. Mm. Because if you are just doing something that you are not passionate about, it is going to feel tedious. Mm. You are going to always be working, looking at the clock. And honestly, to that, I believe when you operate in your gift, which means that you're doing something that, you know, that's it's, it's God-given talent for you, a God-given gift. You ain't looking at the clock because you're doing it because you love to do it. And I believe that you'll be rewarded 
like you will reap the benefits of the of doing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like Dante you do speaks something, life. You do something you love. You know mm. what I'm saying. So quit your job right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so again, uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, again, every Wednesday, this is a Soundboard Podcast. Um, Make sure to follow to, us. You can follow us at the Soundboard Podcast. You can follow me at this is Coop underscore. You can follow your boy Dante at Dante Speaks Life. D-O-N-T-A-E. You can follow your boy JJ underscore Jeremy J. Big KJB. Mine's a little bit more complicated. Just a fiasco. But <laughs> oh, my spe- goodness. Spell that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag you on yeah, the post. I just, I'll look out for the tag. <laughs> follow the soundboard. <laughs> right. And we out. Peace. <laughs>